Does the end of the weekend make you want to cry? And not just because you might actually have to put on real pants again. Or do you find yourself fearing the end of COVID restrictions because it means you have to go back to an office that you didn't want to be in in the first place? If the idea of returning to your corporate gig after a little time away feels totally soul-crushing, know this, you are not alone. Too many people are dragging their butts to jobs that pay the bills but require way too big of a payoff when it comes to personal satisfaction and happiness. So what if I told you that leaving the 9 to 5 or, let's be honest, the 9 to 9 for some of you, behind is totally doable? Because it is. I should know. I've done it a few times now. And trust me, I remember how scary it was to even entertain the thought of leaving. But you know what? I also have the inside scoop on how life-changing and straight-up rewarding it can be to go your own way too. So in honor of this fancy new year that we're already a month into and of the new beginnings we thought it might bring, this week's episode of the Workshop Weekly Podcast is going to be both really personal and very practical. Along with sharing my story and some insights I've picked up along the way, talking to dozens of other people who told their bosses to take their jobs and shove it in a totally nice and respectable way, (laughs) I'm going to give you a to-do list of concrete actions you can start taking today to get into the mindset of making a big change. My hope is that I can save you some time and pain in taking a big leap and making your move from corporate drone to independent operator. So if you've been longing for something else, today's show is especially for you. You're listening to the Workshop Weekly Podcast, the show where no dream is too big and no topic is too small. Around here, we believe that taking imperfect action rules. So we're creating space for you to dive in and fast track your success one workshop at a time. Now, refill your coffee cup, Grab your notebook and get ready to join in on your weekly training, listen to meaningful conversation, and learn from industry experts. Here's your host, Kelly Lawson. Welcome to this week's episode of the Workshop Weekly Podcast. How are we already this far into 2021? Like, seriously, my workshop warrior friend, I hope you have settled yourself into this new year feeling refreshed and ready to take on the world. I, for one, couldn't wait to see the dumpster fire of last year in my rearview mirror. 2020 who? I don't know about you, but I've already left it and all the garbage it dumped into our lives behind. It seems now all I want to do is look at Bernie Sanders and his cute mittens and giggle all day long. So it might just be the understatement of 2021 to say that 2020 was cray cray. I know for some of you, it was actually really tough. I know there was a lot of fear and loss, and I don't want to downplay how sad and painful and just plain stressful the pandemic and everything it brought with it has been for some of us. But if you know me, you know I'm always looking ahead and trying my best to find the silver lining, even when things get really tough. 
And when it comes to 2020, I think the upside was that we had a lot of time to think about what really matters to us and how we want to be spending our precious time. And I know that for a lot of you, that meant thinking about that business idea that's been percolating up in your beautiful head and your dream of never going back to the job COVID sent you home from and finally becoming your own boss. Now, Before I dive in, I need to say that there is absolutely nothing wrong with working a nine to five corporate job in general. I know tons of people who have interesting, satisfying, and totally cool careers that they definitely do not dread going to. So please, don't think I have a big hate on for this kind of work. Not at all. In fact, if I'm being perfectly honest, sometimes I long for it. Strange that grass is greener on the other side phenomenon, isn't it? But if your day job consistently drains you, if you dread Mondays or get mad Sunday scaries, or even if your day job is less structured than this and you find yourself watching the clock when you're on the job just waiting for it to be over, then this episode is for you. And frankly, I wish I'd had this kind of advice back when I was thinking of leaving my old job, because when I did that, I felt very alone. And I zero on 10 do not recommend feeling alone in this process. So here's a little of my backstory. I finished high school and I was a relatively high achiever, which meant I strived to do really well. It didn't mean that I had straight A's, by the way. I definitely didn't know at the time that I was a type three on the Enneagram, but that all makes a lot of sense to me now. And I wasn't necessarily career oriented either, meaning I really had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. And honestly, I still don't most days. I just know that I definitely don't want it to be or feel ordinary. So at university, I majored in psychology and math for my undergrad, and I chose a university close to home because I didn't actually really know what I wanted to do with my life. I just kind of went with the flow at that point. And when I finished my Bachelor of Science degree, I had all the prerequisites for occupational therapy, and it seemed like a pretty good career choice. It was secure, and it checked the boxes for adulting. It had benefits and a good salary and respect. So following my undergrad, I went ahead and went on to OT school. I landed my first job right after graduation. This was back in 2006. Actually, I landed the job before I graduated. I started out in vocational rehab and I initially took an interest in this because it was the only vertical that had private practice viability. Talk about foreshadowing. Even in my old day job, I was daydreaming about how I could grow a business and be my own boss. But you know what? The work that I was doing was sucking my soul dry. I had the skills, but not the mindset to really thrive in corporate healthcare. Still, I stayed in it for two years, two long and grueling years. This is when I used one of my paychecks to buy my first DSLR camera on eBay. It arrived. I excitedly unboxed it. I took a couple of pretty horrific looking photos and then I promptly reboxed it and moved on with my life. More on that later. But shortly after this moment, I met Jeff. 
He lived in a different city. And so when I decided to move to the city that he lived in to be with him, I finally had my out. I left my vocational rehab job behind and looked forward to my next opportunity. And when I saw an OT position in psychiatry come up, I applied. And I was excited about the possibilities that a new role would bring. And given my academic background in mental health and psychology, I thought I was on to something really awesome. But, well, you can probably guess what happened. Was this the dream job I'd imagined? Well, no, it actually wasn't at all. And cut to a few years later, I still wasn't happy. Something or many things actually were missing. I found myself again doing something I didn't love. It wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't what I envisioned. It didn't fill me up in the ways I expected it to. I was bored. I was drained. I was sad. And I felt like I was living a very ordinary life at that point. And time kept ticking. At this point, five years had passed since I started working as an OT, and I still couldn't find my groove. Oh, hey, popping in here for a quick sec. Do you ever think about starting your own podcast, but you worry that the sound quality might hold you back? Well, don't let that be the culprit. I want to let you in on a little secret, so lean in. East Coast Studio. East Coast Studio is the reason that this podcast sounds so amazing and they will take care of all your sound editing needs so that you can focus on the fun stuff. The experts at East Coast Studio will ensure your podcast is the highest possible quality to reflect well on you and your brand and to deliver the best possible listening experience to your audience. East Coast Studio is a proudly Atlantic Canadian business, and today they're offering 25% off of your first audio editing service. Just email info at eastcoaststudio.ca and tell them Kelly sent you. It doesn't get much more Atlantic Canadian than that. That's info at eastcoaststudio.ca and tell them Kelly sent you for 25% off of your first sound editing service today. So what did I do? I tried to make my non-work hours as rich and fulfilling as humanly possible. I reached for creative endeavors. I dusted off that fancy camera I had thrown back in the box and onto the shelf years before, and I dove into my personal photography projects with a little more gusto this second time around. I didn't have any idea this hobby would lead me down the path to entrepreneurship. I had no plan to parlay this leisure time activity into a paying full-time job. It was pure escapism and fun, to tell the truth, and it filled me up in ways that my day job just simply could not. So instead of spending my off hours wallowing over the poor choices I made, I made photographs. But eventually, as my skills improved and I could see how I might make a little money at this photography thing that I grew to love, it went from personal hobby to side hustle to the fancy camera mini empire I'm working on today. I'll talk more about how I did that soon. But first, I want to flip it over to you. If you are itching to leave your corporate role or your cubicle life or your home-based job that drains you, 
The biggest, most important thing you need, and it's something I lacked in my early days of dissatisfaction, is the belief that you are capable of making a big change. I know this sounds almost ridiculously basic, but listen in for a second. Because without this foundational mindset, this belief in your own bravery and your own abilities, you'll never get out of the gate. And hey, I know how scary the prospect of leaving behind a regular paycheck, benefits, a pension, a routine, and even your team of colleagues can be. And for many of us, myself included, there's the feeling that we've wasted our previous investment in our education and career skills. Add to this the pressure from family, friends, and even for some of us, our partners, to stick to the safe path. It's really hard to go against the social pressures to go out on your own. I know that because I've lived it. When I quit my high-paying, secure, and somewhat prestigious healthcare job to do photography full-time, a lot of people in my life thought I was completely nuts. And not only a few of them told me that straight to my face. Luckily, I had a partner who was himself an entrepreneur, and Jeff gave me the support as well as offering me day-to-day proof that it was possible to make a living doing my own thing. So yeah, you're going to need to have a lot of conviction to make this change. But if your day job is mundane and non-fulfilling, if you're regularly thinking of ways to avoid or leave your work, it's time to start thinking about what else you might want to do. And I always say, if you're doing something that makes you unhappy for too many days in a row, it's time. Marie Forleo says, Everything is figureoutable, which is a statement that I love, but I want to add a PS to that. You have to first believe you are capable of figuring it out. And if you're going to break from the nine to five, you need to believe in yourself and this is big, you need to be prepared to fail. And I don't mean like, hey, you might fail, so get ready. I mean, you will fail. This is part of the process that people fear, but the truth is it's actually how you learn and grow. I really dislike that grade school has conditioned us to view failure as a dirty word. We all know and can think of someone who failed their tests in grade school, and we decide at a pretty young age that we never want to be like that person. Never. Well, failing as an adult looks much different. And listen to me for a second. (laughs) I'm going to steal a line from Amy Porterfield and say, if you're multitasking, come back to me because I want you to hear this. If you aren't willing to get up close and personal with failure, well, then you aren't willing to get up close and personal with success either because they are two things that are rarely sold separately. So I hope you're picking up what I'm laying down about mindset here. Honestly, it's the first big barrier to overcome. And once you're there, believing that change is possible for you and that you can figure things out and accept that there's going to be failure speed bumps along the way, well then, my friend, you are ready. Ready to move ahead and dig into the practical things that will help you make that big change. 
So without further ado, here are five of the most important things you can do to get ready to kiss your nine to five day job goodbye and take the big leap into the land of being your own boss. Okay, so step one is hire an accountant and register your business. Okay, I, <laughs> I realize now that that's two things, but they're both important. And before you start out, you need to decide which business structure works best for you. Sole proprietor, incorporation, you want to make sure that you're setting things up to be legit right off the bat. So go back and check out episode number 16 with Mel Norton to learn more about setting up your new venture from a legal perspective. And you can also ask your accountant for advice from a tax perspective on what would be best for you in terms of business structure. As someone who's gone through a few accountants over the years, I can't stress this next point enough. Hire an accountant you feel you can trust and who also understands your business goals. This is crucial. A good fit accountant will save you so much money and stress by helping you make the best financial decisions, keeping you in good standing with CRA or IRS, and working with you to set targets and keep your books in order. The money you spend on a good accountant is money well invested, truly. So you've got your accountant hired and you're going to register your business. And so building on that financial theme, my second tip is this, do not go into debt, at least if you can avoid it. It's tempting when you're starting out in a new venture to think you need to drop some serious coin to be a legitimate business, but that's just not true. Have you ever heard the old adage, a penny saved is a penny earned? Well, that is especially true when you're starting a business or venture, and those pennies are probably quite tight. So I'm going to encourage you to pinch them. Question every purchase you make. Buy the bare minimum. Remember, you probably don't need the fancy office space or the best MacBook or the beautifully designed graphic logo package, at least not in the very beginning. I want you to work up to these things. There will be time later for upgrades. In the early days, reinvest your profits as much as possible, but make sure you're paying yourself first. Otherwise, the business you're creating is simply not sustainable. Instead, start small and lean. In fact, adopt the running lean or the lean methodology model that many startups use where they create a minimum viable product or an MVP in the beginning. This approach gives you a prototype of your product or service and you can launch and use that to test and validate your business concept. Rather than investing big bucks up front, your MVP gets you to market quicker and for less money. If my experience with starting things has taught me anything, it's that running lean is very wise. I need to tell you about my most downloaded free resource. If you are looking to elevate your business or brand photos using your smartphone or any other photo taking device, I don't want you to miss out on this. 
the results people are getting from this guide are crazy. Some say I should be charging actual money for it. But for now, I don't want to do that because I want everyone to get the beautiful photography results that they deserve. No more blurry, dark, dull, yellowish, shadowy, embarrassing photos for you, my friend. It's so much easier to get a beautiful photo than you probably think. Simply visit kellylawson.ca slash free guide to download your free photography guide and start taking better photos for your business today. That's kellylawson.ca slash free guide. I can't wait to see your photos sparkle. Okay, so you're not going to go into the red right off the ground. So now what? It's time to think about branding a little bit. And one of the most important things you can do in the beginning is create something that makes your business recognizable and memorable. But this doesn't necessarily mean enlisting the services of a fancy graphic designer right away. Rather, I want you to think about how you can create a look and feel for your brand and business without spending a ton of money at first. And also, don't forget that a brand isn't entirely to do with how it looks, but also how it feels. So you'll want to make sure that you're creating an amazing experience for your customers right out of the gate. That is far more important than that fancy logo or graphic designer that you're dreaming of. And there are some really easy and free ways to create a look for your business. Canva is a perfectly good example of that. Gosh, how did we ever live without Canva before Canva? But remember when you get to creating your brand that this is more than just a logo. Although a logo is an important part of it, but you'll also want to consider how you can create consistency with where your business lives online, be that a simple Facebook page or maybe a website. You want your new company to be as memorable and consistent as possible. And please remember, this doesn't have to be fancy or expensive when you're starting out. You don't need to pay a fancy agency their high prices to get a good design. Like anything, when you're starting out, make it work and then fancy it up later when the resources allow for that. A student and friend of mine recently sent over a graphic design package asking me which one I thought she needed. And while they were super beautiful and tempting, I actually hit reply and said, none of them, not right now. And I think it might have come across as a surprise to her, but it's because her business isn't actually making money yet. So in the early days, I think it's so important to not get dazzled by the wrong things. Start bringing in money first, validate your business concept, and make it fancy later. Okay, moving right along to tip number four, which is to leverage advertising right out of the gate. Hey, word of mouth is great, the best actually, but it will take a while to get that going. And if growing and scaling a business is on your dream list, then you will need to find ways to let people know what you're up to and what you're offering. How will people get to know, like, and trust you in absence of that powerful word on the street? Well, There are plenty of free places to advertise online, including social media, blogs, and podcasts. But just because you maybe aren't shelling out dough yet for Facebook or other ads, remember, you're going to have to invest a lot of time and effort into these so-called 
free methods of advertising. So you want to look at them with the same sort of critical eye you'd bring to paid ads. And that means you need to be constantly measuring your results. This is one of the most important things at any stage of your business. But I think in the beginning, we can be particularly vulnerable to the excitement and fear of venturing out. So remember, your two main jobs as a new entrepreneur are that you need to manage your emotions and measure your results. If you can master these two skills, your chances of success will be huge. So back to tracking results. You need to know if the money you are spending on ads or the energy you're putting into free posts is getting you the return you're hoping for. This is an area where you need to hit the pavement, so to speak, early on. You already have a following, but now you need to harness your marketing voice and leverage who you are as a new business owner. You need people to get on board with you. That is the precursor to getting them to buy what you're selling. So start growing your following before you take the leap. You want people to know what you stand for and what you're passionate about. You'll also want to start building an email list and a social media presence. For example, if you're launching a health and fitness business, you can start sharing content that covers workouts and meal plans. You could even offer a freebie in the area to begin building your email list and following. Once you've built this up, when the time comes for you to launch your business, you'll have an eager audience that's ready to buy from you. So focus on serving your audience before you launch. It will also help give you direction because those early followers' reaction and comments will give you major insight into what your customers care about. And that is gold, my babes. Okay, so you got your business structure and financial house in good order. You've got your branding looking totally profesh and you're starting to put some initial content out there that's gonna make your target clients follow you and fall in love with you and get ready to buy from you. So now you're ready for my fifth and final bit of advice. And that is fill your calendar or fill your sales funnel which is very similar to what I was saying earlier when I said start posting and start getting people interested in what you're about to do. If you're leaving your desk jockey job for greener pastures of the service industry or maybe to sell a physical product, you want to have at least a little certainty of some income in your early days. Before you start taking bookings, you need to think about your offer and what you need to do to make a go of your new venture. So ask yourself, how many bookings at what rate do I need per week or per month to match my nine to five salary? And a word to the wise on pricing, being self-taught or early in your new venture doesn't mean you have to be paid less. Looking back, I am proud that this is something I recognized right from the very beginning. There will be a lot of fake it till you make it moments Heck, believe me, there still are, and a lot of days of uncertainty, but don't undercut your skills and your earnings with beginner pricing, okay? Okay, so once you've got those numbers identified, you can get busy booking out your calendar in preparation for leaving your day job. This sounds easy, but for many new entrepreneurs, it's mega scary because you have to put yourself out there and 
There's no better way to overcome this fear than by confronting it directly. I swear, my friend, it gets easier. But in the beginning, this is the first fear that you will need to push aside. And if you're waiting for permission to get started, well, just stop. No one is going to give it to you. You need to give it to yourself. So let's say you need to book 20 clients next month in order to replace your day job salary. Well, get your head down and work toward that. This will take away some stress and uncertainty and help you feel confident and excited about taking the big leap. And if it's a physical or digital product that you're peddling, well, make sure that you have a solid sales strategy in place, plenty of leads at the top of your sales funnel, and some conversion data to give you some certainty of what you can expect revenue-wise, sales projections, if you will. And please remember, because I can't say this enough, you need to know your numbers here. This is so important. You need to be really hard-headed about this part. So please promise me you won't guess at your numbers. And if you want to dig a little deeper on this topic, head back to episode number 34 with accountant Donna Maserol. She will help you better understand your numbers and how to set financial goals for your business and price your products, services, and offers accordingly. Okay, so there you have it. The things you need to do to get ready to shift from day job to being your own boss, from the mindset you need to make the change to those five practical actions you can start taking this very day to get started with confidence and clarity. I hope today's show has shown you that being an entrepreneur isn't some crazy unattainable dream. Really, when you peel down all the layers and fluff, it's really a quite simple process. It's all about defining problems and coming up with the best possible solutions and then testing those solutions and measuring the results. If the results are unfavorable, you go in and try something different. That's it. And hey, I know it's scary as heck. But please, know that if you do happen to fail, you'll be okay. For me, I had to just make the leap and know that even if failure occurred, I could still make it work. And like I said earlier in the show, failure is baked right into being an entrepreneur. It's the way we know we're challenging ourselves and learning. So embrace the F word the way that I have and you'll be just fine. And maybe you're thinking, sure, Kelly, easy for you to say, things worked out for you and your dream came true. Well, my friend, to that I say, I am not extraordinary. I am not an extraordinary case. I had zero connections. I was new to the city I lived in when I quit my day job and I was burning the candle at both ends, working the corporate day job and building an empire at night. So if I can do it, let me be the one to tell you that you definitely can too. I'd love to hear about where you're at in your journey and what's keeping you from making the leap. You deserve to chase your dreams, invest in your business, and set yourself up for success. So let me know how it feels when you can finally say, I am a boss. 
Okay. Thank you so much for joining me on today's show. I had a whole lot of fun. I hope you did too. And I will see you at the same time in the same place next week, my friend. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Workshop Weekly Podcast, the show where no dream is too big and no topic is too small. If you like our show and want to know more, check out www.theworkshopweekly.com or leave a review on iTunes. And we'll see you next week for another action-packed episode, you workshop warrior you.